Welcome to Knives Out Minute. I am your host, Brian, and my guest this week, now and forever, is Rick Ingham. That's right. We're back. We're back, and this is minute number 95, which... uh, One hour and 34 minutes to one hour and 34 minutes and 59 seconds. There we go. It came back. I thought I was doing so good for a while. (laughs) It's, It's nice. It's relatively easy math to work with. Okay. Regardless. I managed to make it. Three out of five ain't bad. Actually, that's a 60. That's barely passing. Hey, D's get degrees. There you go. I had so many students like asking me today, like, if they get D's and something, will they have to do summer school? And I was just wanting to tell them, I'm a drama teacher. Nobody, they don't do summer school for drama. It's not something I've ever had to worry about. I don't think so. <laughs> I think maybe if a teacher spotted evidence of a problem, they could recommend it for you. It's definitely not going to be required uh, in a say, subject where you get a D. But I have never heard of someone being held back for any reason relating to a drama classes. Yeah, exactly. No, that's not, but I was just like for their other classes. Even like I don't think so. I don't 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 quote me on that. I don't know. <laughs> this is not something I ever have to worry about. Oh yeah, yeah. It is uh, what I what I wanted to tell them, but I don't want to make promises that I cannot uh, act on. Was you're all passing this year? Do you have any idea how stupid this year has been? We know nobody's <laughs> working at their best. Mm-hmm. I counted like if if so, I have kids that don't turn in uh, assignments, and what I do is I just give them like a twenty, and I say like, you know. Not turned in. Credit given for work done in class. They didn't do any work in class either, but I, I want—I just want something on there that's not going to drag the average all the way down, you know? Mm-hmm. Everybody's getting passed. You can consider this unethical if you want, but it's... I, I love drama. I find theater very important. It's the most significant thing in the world to me. I have no illusions about the relative importance of my class. This is not a class that you fail. This is, you know, that's not what we're here for. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's that kind of year. But as you say, in, what do you know? What do you call a doctor that graduated with all D's? You call him doctor. Yep. yep. So that's that. Um. So yes, a uh, a, a good a good scene. Uh, we did find out what exactly uh, Grand Nana Thromby said, uh, which was that uh, she saw someone climbing the trellis. And Marta is petrified with fear until she hears behind her Ransom getting arrested. Because as we all recall, what Great Nana Thromby said when she was uh, when she saw Marta climbing down the trellis was, Ransom, are you back again already? And so Marta suddenly feels guilt. Benoit says, uh, asked her if Ransom asked her to drive when he saw them. She says yes and immediately climbs into the car and throws up inside a big gulp. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benoit gets a ride with her, and they begin heading back to the uh, back to the station, where they will uh, give her the full details on everything that's been happening. Uh, the final uh, line today, which we did remember because it's one of the iconic lines, is a case with a hole. 
Unfortunately, we do not get the back half of that extremely iconic line, but those are the breaks. Uh, that's a good one. This yeah, is this I, is that moment when everything seems to be teetering. Right. I appreciate the way that Benoit brings it up that Nana saw someone climbing on the trellis, brings up Ransom, and as you said, as you're watching the film, we've already seen the flashback of Marta doing her thing. So we know what Nana said, and as far as we know, that someone that Nana saw was Marta. I'm, I'm, and you since know, we're, fri- real since quick, we're on hold Friday, on, we can just talk, talk about, about the entire well, film, right? This is actually the thing. Officially, we're not supposed to talk it until after the wrap-up. We're supposed to have like a little spoiler discussion afterwards. But this is what I was about to say. This is why I cut you off there for a second. I am so ready to talk about this that here's what I'm going to do. We're going to do the wrap-up right now, and we're going to go spoilers off for the entire rest of the, you know, 15, 20 minutes or whatever we're doing. All right. Because there's no way we could talk about this scene and the four previous scenes without mentioning the big stuff. Uh, So that's it. Go ahead and plug yourself uh, now, five minutes into the episode. All right, yeah. If uh, people want to hear more of me, they can go to MadMaxMinute.com where they can find all of my released and currently releasing seasons of the Mad Max Minute where my co-host Julie and I talk about the Mad Max movies one minute at a time. Excellent. And uh, as for me, uh, you can go ahead and check out, as I said, Tinseltown, the holiday movie podcast. But pertinent to what we were talking about yesterday, uh, we got another show called New and a Bit Alarming. Uh, where we talk about remakes and adaptations and other ways that stories can be told multiple times. Uh, sometimes with these long in-depth, uh, where we go, you know, uh, ten minutes at a time. We don't do minute by minute like this show. Uh, we started going like roughly two minutes with Beauty and the Beast, but we since stretched it to ten or so. We are working on The Lion King right now, uh, and in between those. You hear some more sort of, uh, you know, uh, sort of sideways ones. We talked about uh, Space Jam as sort of a holistic adaptation of the Looney Tunes. Um, <laughs> we talked about uh, Terminator Genesis, which is a <laughs> ridiculous movie that is somehow trying to be a remake and a reboot of a sequel all at the same time. Where the first half of the movie is a remake of two other movies if they were happening simultaneously. <laughs> Which is you ever see that one? I don't think I don't think I have. Thing it's it starts with Kyle Reese going back in time, like in Terminator, but it turns out that another Terminator has been sent back and has already been training Sarah, and also a T one thousand is there. Yeah. So I'm like, I what? That one. Why would you, why would you overcomplicate things even more in this universe? Uh, but yeah, that's the kind of thing we talk about on that show, so that's good. Uh, so uh, follow us on Twitter at Knives Out Minute, rate, review, and subscribe. Goodbye. Finally, we can talk about spoilers. Okay, this is time for you, the weirdo listening, to leave if you want. Three, two, one. So Ransom's so obvious this entire time. Oh, absolutely. Like, I love the swap out of, oh, for everything that we know... Like, this is what we're hearing, this is what we think, and then when you go back and watch it that second time and you realize that the answer is staring you right in the face the entire time. And one of the biggest ones is the the evidence against Ransom that causes him to be arrested this time is Great Nana. Ransom, are you back again already? And because it's just this close to a normal way of saying that, you don't realize that she said back again. Mm -hmm. Which, of course, is the big twist when it turns out that Ransom 
had already gone up the trellis once that night. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and th- <laughs> uh, that is that is just so good. Now, I'm going to note uh, from a few things that I did on my previous notes from the previous episode this week. Um, while they are hiding out in the uh, up the road and spying on Blanc, Ransom is the one who says, that means the blackmailer has the only paper copy. Because what we know is that he's trying to track it down so that it can be destroyed because, you know, it's going to wind up clearing her. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the one that tells her to check her email. He says it as if he's just throwing out a random idea, but he's the one that emailed her from creepy Swedish proton mail. <laughs> um, he's the one that... Do- she She throws up when asked, did Ransom tell you to drive? Because... In her mind, in her good moral mind, it is a lie she decided to. But, oh man, he pushed her into it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the one that did that, like, oh my god, that's just a few minutes. You've got to get out of it. Like, like, this might be our only last chance uh, to destroy that copy. And then the whole time they're driving, he's constantly saying, we got to find that copy. And then when, when, they, when they, they pull in and they park, she says, we've got to go find that copy of the tox report. And he says, find it and destroy it. <laughs> Right, he's the one specifying that she shouldn't even take the time to read it. As soon as she has it in her hands, rip it up, burn it, destroy it, don't even look at it. Because he wants her to get caught, he wants her to look guilty, he wants her to be found destroying evidence. Mm-hmm. God, it's elegant, because it's all stuff that is totally natural for him to say. Like we said at the beginning of the week, you never believe he's entirely on the up and up. Right, and you want to. You look yeah. at Chris Evans, and you're like, oh, this is the guy who's been playing Captain America for a long time. Uh, I want to trust him, because he's the good guy. And then at the end of the day, no. No, he's not. And then even once you find out what a jerk he's playing after that like initial, oh, it's Captain America thing, then you're like, when he says that whole thing, like, I want to stick it to my family, I want you to get everything, I don't want them to get everything, because I got cut off and it gave me this moment of clarity... Which, of course, as we find out later, is technically true. Mm-hmm. Um, you're kind of like, all right, this guy's a rich jerk, but at least he's against the other rich jerks and wants them to, uh, you know, get the same, uh, you know, treatment that he's getting, et cetera, et cetera. And it's so so like you don't trust him the entire time, but you think you know what his deal is, and so for them to just like zoop undercut it. Ah, mm-hmm. it's, it's brilliant. Yeah, very good. Hands down, absolutely. Um, so as long as we're in our little spoiler zone here, uh, do you have any other thoughts about the uh, the movie in general, the uh, the upcoming conclusion? Uh, anything as it ties into what we're doing here? I love the reveal that we're going to get later on once um, once they do find the tox report and find that he that Marta is in the clear. And Benoit's little exam or little demonstration on how Marta, even with the labels completely covered up, she knows which of the clear liquids is which drug because she's just that good of a nurse. Yeah, they're just like they're a little tiny different, and so you know, like she notices. She doesn't know that she's noticing, but she's able to like pick one up, and if it doesn't slosh quite right or whatever, you know, she knows it's not the right one, so she grabs the other one. Oh, that's brilliant. And speaking of, like, reveals relating to the Tox Report, probably my favorite scene in the entire movie is going to be coming up, you know, relatively shortly. I assume next week is going to be all the stuff with Fran. 
Mm -hmm. uh, so probably the following week. But it where uh, you <laughs> that I keep meaning every time I rewatch this to really pay attention because I I am sure she does not say it as clearly the first time around as she does the uh, <laughs> second time. <laughs> I think that I think they're having a little bit of cheating with ADR going on there. Yeah. Um, but the the scene where um, Marta is ready to confess to the family and you see Benoit in the background reading the tox report. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And then he just strolls in and pushes her out of the way and says, nope, it was suicide. Marta is taking all the money. You all suck. Here's the title of the movie, Benoit out. And then Great Nana gets to laugh at all of them. It's so satisfying. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's magnificent. It, uh, it's, it's a, I'm trying to think of like, like it's, it's the satisfaction from that moment because at that up until that point we the audience we can tell that something's not quite right that not all of the questions have been answered as much as marta thinks they all have and benoit thinks they all have we as the audience we know there's something not there fran doing this it doesn't quite fit everything doesn't quite fit and so when benoit comes in and does that then it's this real here it is something's happening we don't know what but it's something, and it is good. So, ah, uh, that is that. I don't think there is much more to say this week. Um, Trooper Wagner thanking Ransom for putting his head down when he and got then, into the uh, car, and Elliot. And then, going, of course, Lieutenant yeah. Elliot pipes <laughs> up and says, "You don't, you don't need, need to thank, to thank him. him." Those two are just—they're an excellent combo, ever so great. Yes. Um, and actually, I will say this for when we were talking about if there will be returning characters in the sequel. We do know that Trooper Wagner is going to show up because he's in every single Ryan Johnson movie. All right. He's, uh, you know, at the very least, we'll see him, you know, watching the news on TV or something. <laughs> Got to get him in there. Even though he, he only had a, he was a, one of the X-Wing pilots in uh, Star Wars. I feel like they kind of had to sneak him in there. I think Disney was like, no, you can't just do your crazy personal favors thing. I would say, if Greg Grunberg can show up in every J.J. Abrams movie... Freaking then... no. The, the Gr Grunberg is one thing. It's the, in the last one with Dominic Monaghan, just suddenly, like, hello, yes, I've always been here. I'm the local Sith expert. <laughs> I guess. I'm just saying, every single thing he says could have been said by uh, certain Rose Ticos that didn't get shit to do in that movie. Uh-huh. Could have just let her be the Sith expert. Doesn't make a difference, but yeah. in any event, uh, you know, Trooper Wagner is, as always, comedy gold. <laughs> so, uh, but apart from that, yeah, I don't think there's uh, there's much more to say. So, um, I will simply say thank you so much for joining me this week. Uh, it has been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, it's been great going through this strange case because it's been strange from the start. <laughs> you know. <laughs> It's a case with a hole in it. Right in the middle. What kind of hole? Well, we'll let the folks next week tell you about what kind of hole exactly it is. Um, I'm excited because now that we've actually, now that I've recorded all of my episodes, I don't have to worry about being influenced anymore, so I can go back and start listening to the show. Yeah, you're home free now. This is this is a very exciting time to be me. All right, so with that, I guess I will simply have to say uh, thank you once again. Don't forget to check out. Uh, Mad Max Minute and Tinseltown and New and a Bit Alarming and uh, you guys stay stay safe out there I guess I don't know 
<laughs> never did come up with a sign off. Yeah. They're over. <laughs>